Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dill Pickle Movie Network, and welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. It's a podcast I do on my channel every Monday and exclusively, not exclusively, but also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all these different podcast outlets. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Kelsey Kilpatrick. How are you, Kels? I'm doing good, Dill. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Uh, we just got back from our screening of Eternals. So this will be very interesting because there's been a lot of circulation around this film. Good things, some bad things, mostly bad things because it's certified rotten. But um, that's why we're here to give you our opinion because we are Marvel diehards. But we also, you know, look at other movies. We watch a lot of other movies, not just Marvel movies. So it'll be interesting to watch a movie by a prestige filmmaker in the Marvel Universe that is being very, very divisive uh, amongst critics and audiences. So um how it's gonna work we're just gonna kind of talk about the movie what we thought of it good bad we don't really have to structure it good then bad it kind of because we can kind of talk about the good and the bad together because sometimes they'll bounce off of one another um assuming you had good things to say about it and bad things to say about it and then at the end we'll talk about some spoilers how do you feel about that Kels? that sounds like a good plan to me sounds good so i also want to um yeah. before i get into that um yeah. full disclosure um i just got back from a week of vacation um so i which sounds weird because i should feel sound and look well rested but i am not you can obviously hear it in my voice that i'm just absolutely losing it so i'm just, i apologize just like right yeah, off that's the fine, bat it's fine there are um, two types of vacations there they're the kind where you sit back and kick back in the sand and there are times where you do not miss a beat uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and both are great. So really, calls. we're glad you're here. <laughs> really went at it last week. So um, but yeah, forgive feel free. me. T tell us about Eternals. If you have a little plot synopsis or if you just want to dive into our thoughts, what do you think? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't want to like give away the plot. I feel like a lot of like, the plot is like not revealed in the, yeah. the trailer like going mm -hmm. like looking back and like thinking about like all the shots that i saw and all like everything that i got from the trailer like i thought i was going into a completely different film mm -hmm. and the one that i got i'm not necessarily upset with <laughs> i'm like i'm like i did i liked it i liked it a lot i walked away and i was very pleased i thought it was okay. a beautifully shot movie i looked mm -hmm. i thought that every screen was like very like aesthetically pleasing. I love the direction. I'm like a Chloe Zhao stand now because I really thought that everything was like so beautiful cool. about like shots yeah. and everything. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll discuss a little bit about the story in, in the spoiler talk, but but let's start with the visuals because Chloe Zhao yeah. is coming off of that that hot Oscar win for best director, the second woman ever to win best director for Nomadland. Have you seen Nomadland? Have you seen any? No, of but works? now I'm going to because yeah. she sold me. What I really liked about her direction here, and I won't say whether I like this movie or not yet, um, but I think she really has a good understanding of like, if you strip away the superhero-ness of it, like what is every superhero movie at its core? And I think she understands that this superhero movie at its core is about these different inter interpersonal relationships. And, you know, as much as it, it feels almost like this huge epic, like, high stakes all this stuff going on at the root of it it's really about this family mm -hmm. and it's about these different relationships between this family almost kind of like black widow but i think a little bit more high stakes only because there is so much at stake with the other stuff going on in the world um it's literally you know end of the world stakes um mm -hmm. but i think she does a really good job balancing that and making it feel just so rooted in honesty and also rooted in um 
a sense of realism, even though this is not your most realist Marvel movie. It's not our yeah. world, but somehow it feels so familiar because she's able to balance that really well. And I, I just think that's something about her works that I always liked is her humanity and her um, sticking to the roots of, you know, America and, and, and people and the way they interact um, and just the diversity of yeah. America and the mm-hmm. diversity of this cast. And I think that's one thing I absolutely love about this movie is the diversity of the cast and the cast itself is, mm-hmm. is really strong. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a really strong ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my favorite part about her direction was that I noticed that she loves to play with lighting and mm-hmm. sunlight and like, just like the way like sunlight was you utilized in the backgrounds of scenes, how it was used to hit characters and yeah. moments. Like it just like elevated everything it elevated the acting it elevated the scenery like everything i was like i am yeah. I'm, I'm so into this because at times you're watching and you're like oh that's fake that's fake that's fake but it all still seemed real because there was natural lighting there were natural set locations everything felt like there was room to breathe it didn't feel yeah. like anything was shot on a green screen which mm-hmm. i'm sure there is it's a marvel movie i'm sure there's some stuff sure. shot on green screen but it's you know it, it doesn't feel overly abundant with that stuff and the color correction i thought was actually not terrible some people have been complaining about it but like in the forest i was worried because i hate when like superhero movies just default to like gray and blue as like their hues i like a little bit more exploration with color but i was worried when they got this like big forest fight scene there's a big action scene in like a forest and i was like oh boy here we go but i thought it was well lit um Mm -hmm. especially because one of the main eternals powers shoots lighting out of his eyes so like there's like that Mm -hmm. that element of color i I thought it actually balanced the color really well um i thought it was a very visually pleasing film for sure yeah and i definitely think that since this film like took place on earth that really helped because Mm -hmm. they didn't have to like go crazy like making like another planet Mm -hmm. scenery which would ultimately be all up to a green screen because they you know it's like you either put in the budget and the time to like really create that world or you just say you you know what it's up to the visual effects team you know what i mean and so the way that it just felt it took place in different parts of our world there was scenes in the amazon in iraq in south dakota like like it was literally all over the map and everything just felt like just so real. Like I, mm-hmm. I love that about this. Film. Yeah. And, and Chloe Zhao, like in Nomadland, like it's all about kind of like exploring the map and like what it mm-hmm. means to like live in your world, you know, and not just live in one place, but to experience the whole vast array of things out there to explore. Uh, and that's one of the things I really liked about it too. And I think it could have fallen in the path of so many other origin stories where you have, you know, this is the start of them and this is their birth and this is them mm-hmm. meeting each other. But you didn't need that, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think some people wanted it a little bit more traditional with like, you know, here's our origin and then like this is them breaking up and then this is them getting back together, getting the band back together. Because this movie, if I had to describe it to someone, is it's about this group, this family of superheroes that is getting the band back together. Really. Because that kind of, yeah. for, for one bigger purpose. Um, but I liked how the kind of the backstories were kind of left unsaid and the audience was left to kind of figure out the different relationships as it went on and say, oh, yeah. okay, they have a history or, oh, they might not have a history, but I think they might be crushing on each other or, oh, they have a history. You know, like, yeah. there were so many or, or you know, even like um, like sibling relationships like Kingo and, and Sprite, you know, like, oh, that's an interesting relationship that like I didn't see coming, you know, and I really, really like that about this film. I, I mean, yeah. I, I'll tell you right now, I really like this film. 
Like this is you were like, making me nervous the way you were hesitating to reveal whether or not you liked it. I was like, did Dill not like it? Like, am because, I missing something? Because a lot of people don't are liking it, but because it, it is very different. You know, the origin story. I think like Shang Chi, this tells the origin story in a totally different way. It peppers in the backstory throughout, but I think mm -hmm. that's what made it so exciting for me is because there was a mystery to who these characters were i didn't need to see the beginning to understand these relationships and as it went on i felt like i could still connect with these characters even though there are so many of them and i saw the the poster in the trailer i said all these main characters are gonna get, get introduced in one movie and i'm supposed to understand each one's arc like okay good luck but the yeah. way she did it and the way she kind of went through each character like because you don't see them all at once. You see them all at once, and then they kind of break apart in the future, and then it's like you have to kind of reintroduce yourself to each person in the current present day. Mm -hmm. I think she did a good job with that, like making mm -hmm. us understand who each of these people were before just like throwing them all in a in a big melting pot together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, really like this movie. Yeah, I <laughs> love the... it. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad because I really liked it too. Um, I really liked the back and forth between going – back to into history and to present day and i mm -hmm. loved how they all kind of like influence an aspect of history mm -hmm. like a theme like the character athena is like associated with like athens because like she's the goddess of like war like all like I icarus is like the whole reason why we have like the iconic sort of icarus is because of the character icarus yeah. in this movie like i love like the parallels like it reminded me of like the moments like in loki where he would like exactly. affect something in history. Like mm -hmm. he was the DB Cooper. Um, I just loved how they played with that. And I loved how you didn't meet the character. Like you didn't meet every single character in the beginning. And then you were like, this is what they do. This is their like role right. in the team. It wasn't it's not like the suicide squad. The yeah. first one where it's like freeze frame with the character. And then here's like a written description of them. I was like, no, like, yeah, we, we are smart. Audiences are smart. Mm -hmm. Audiences are maybe even smarter than they've ever been. So I don't know why some movies feel the need to spell it all out to you. And mm -hmm. I liked this movie, how it was just like, you could kind of like, I think Chloe Zhao and the whole company understood the audience is smart. They'll figure it out. We're just going to mm -hmm. tell the story. You exactly. know, they can put some of the pieces together. And I like that. It's not, it's not spoon fed. Like, I think every character got their own moment to shine and it wasn't like all in like the last battle. It wasn't like mm -hmm. all in the very beginning when you met them. Like it was kind of sprinkled out like throughout the film. And I, mm -hmm. and I loved that because I was like, yeah. great. Now I don't have to feel like I'm getting everything at once and I have to retain everything right. at once. Yeah. And I think what, what you said about how like it, it just feels like with the lighting and playing with the lighting. And I mm -hmm. kind of talked about how like it felt almost like it was in our present day, but it still had that kind of aura around it. And I think what you were talking about with the Icarus and Thena and all that, how it almost feels like they're diving more into like the, you know, uh, mythic stuff and like the, you know, the uh, mythology and all that stuff, which I really like. I like how there's just different angles of the MCU we can still, you know, explore um especially with the, a cast so diverse being able to say like oh here's what uh, this superhero is uh, but then like here's a, a pakistani man uh with kumail mm -hmm. Nanjiani's character and then like oh here's a black man who's also gay and there's a a black woman who's deaf and like just so mm -hmm. many different types of people that i think it's important um and i don't think this movie should just get a pass because of its diversity i think its diversity though is a big reason why it is successful and why it, it should be celebrated um, because there are a lot of people out there who are saying, well, just because 
it's a woman filmmaker and it's a diverse cast doesn't mean it should get a free pass. I agree. If it's not a great movie, even it could be the most diverse cast. If it's not the best movie, it's not the best movie. But then there are also people saying that, you know, people aren't allowed to, that people that aren't liking it are racist and sexist. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's the case either though, because I think there are things sure. that people, I understand why some people don't like certain parts of it. Um, so I think, you know, to attack people who love, love it, and say, well, you only like it because it's diverse is not fair. But also to attack people who don't like it and say, you don't like it because you don't like diversity is also unfair. So yeah. for anyone who's not liking it or liking it for those reasons, you know, there's so much more than just that. Um, but there is that and it is diverse and it's great. One, I apologize for sneezing. I tried to keep it in as best as I could. I was really like, oh my God, no, 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 no. <laughs> Number two, it definitely doesn't feel like your stereotypical Marvel movie. And I mm-hmm. think that aspect, like this is the most out of all of we've, what we've gotten so far with phase four. Like, I think this is definitely the one that has gone like the most out of the box. Like yeah. even like, cause even Shang-Chi feels familiar. Like Black Widow definitely feels like familiar, like could mm-hmm. be in like phase one or phase two type of movie. But like, this is the first one that has really just like gone like out of its way to be different. And I feel like that's just shaking some diehard fans to the core. I think the, yeah. the timbers are shivered because they're being like, you know, it, it, this one just completely lacked any like stereotypical MCU format. And I just, mm-hmm. while I feel like some people found that really refreshing, others might not have you know if yep. you if you're going into this movie expecting like like an action movie like epic i'm sorry you're just going to be disappointed because that's not what it is it's yeah. it's totally story and character driven there's not much there's there's action but there's not like a ton of action mm-hmm. and uh it's it's just very different it's, and, and like you i just said have the, to be along for the ride. yeah the stakes of the world are big they are epic mm-hmm. but the core of the film and the themes are interpersonal and relationship based. And I think that's, what's so awesome about mm-hmm. it. You know, like Endgame, it was like everything's so big a hundred percent of the time. And here it like, it's, it's like the big package. It's almost like when you, your parents, sometimes they play tricks on you. If they're getting you like a really, really nice present, but it's like this big and they wrap it in like a huge <laughs> box with like multiple little boxes inside. It's like sure. on the outside, it's this big, beautiful present. And it's like, Whoa, this epic present. But then you unravel the layers and the wrapping paper. And you're like, Oh, it's an iPhone, which is this really, really expensive treasure, Apple treasure, uh, mm-hmm. Apple sponsor us, please. But, um, but you know, it's, it's enclosed in this huge big box and it's misleading, but it's, it's a good misleading. Like it still gets yeah. to something really, really nice and valuable, but it's not necessarily what the box on the outside presented. Um, let's talk a little bit about things that might not have worked. And I think like you said, it does separate from the, um, stereotypical Marvel formula. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do think some of the humor, some of it, was a little forced at times. Okay. Like, I know I know we saw like the IKEA joke and like that played really well in the trailer and yeah. in the in the movie. Fall collection. IKEA. But um especially like Kumail Najiani is hilarious and I love him and he's good in this movie. He's funny in this movie, but I think that bit move went on a little too long with like the documentary with like, cause he's kind of filming a documentary as he goes. And I don't want to spoil it too much. We'll get to there maybe in the spoiler talk, but like okay. there were certain gags that I think went a little too long sure, um, certain moments, sure. um, especially when they're kind of getting the band back together, they go to Barry Keoghan's character, Druig. Um, and there's a moment there where they're all kind of sitting around talking and like, there's another moment that kind of undercuts it with the humor. And I think there were just certain spots where I think the humor didn't need to be there. 
but I get how it kind of works, you know, also giving these characters multi-dimensions, I get why it was there, but some of the humor didn't land for me. And it's not yeah. like a comedy. It's not like a comedy like Guardians yeah, no. comedy or like Iron Man's comedy. But it's, no, no, no. I think it was a little, they were pushing it a little bit too much at times. That was my, yeah. like really my only thing that really, really took me out of it sometimes. I know. It almost felt like they wrote like the entire like first draft, like someone read it and was like, this is great guys, but you need to have some jokes. You mm -hmm. need to write, you need to write in some yeah. jokes here. And I was mm -hmm. just like, yeah, I agree. That was probably like one of the things, honestly, Dale, like <laughs> Kumal is the one character that I felt like felt, fell a little flat for me and not yeah, because okay. like he did a bad job. It, no. it had nothing to do with him. It was just the, what they did with his character that mm -hmm. I like didn't love because I felt mm -hmm. like, like he wasn't, I don't know if this is like a spoiler, but like, should we just like, wait? Want to transition to spoilers now? We might as well. Yeah. You know what? Let's just get into it because okay. I have a lot to say and I'm like so, afraid. Audio listeners, we're about to get into some spoiler talk and we're going to just keep sharing our opinions on the film, but now we can like dive into stuff like the post credits and um, some other stuff that has to do with like actual events in the movie. And Spoiler bands on the bottom for YouTubers. If you see that down there, it means we're spoiling the movie. So do not fret. If you have not seen it, don't continue. So uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> You've been warned. Anyway, we're here in the spoiler section. Kels, tell us some of your thoughts of what you're going to say about Kumail's character. Okay, the sidekick totally mm -hmm. could have done without. His like stupid oh, valet, personal assistant, whoever okay. that guy was, totally could have done without him. There was a point in the theater where I heard you say, oh no, during that, the the Amazon fight sequence mm -hmm. where you, I think you thought like he was about to die. And I'm not going to lie in my head. I was like, this guy better die. Honestly, we got to get rid of wow. him somehow. They tried to get rid of him at the dining room table. He was like, you got to go. Mm -hmm. Like the, the fate of the universe is at stake. And he was like, no, I want to stay here. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, get him out. He's, yeah. I'm good. I guess, I guess I liked his introduction only because I think it's interesting to have that other perspective that's not super kind of like Martin Freeman and Black Panther, how there's like that other person who's there who's not in this circle and is okay. kind of experiencing things from okay. first hand. That's why I related to it. I think the humor was a little excessive, especially with the camera bit. Like, how many cameras does this guy have? It was like that seemed very Marvel. And I think it's one of those cases yeah, where I'm sure. I'm sure Chloe Zhao came with this beautiful cerebral, thematic, rich character piece. And a lot of the, the studio writers were like, great um Human. can we also add yeah like can we can we have him him making beer from his piss and like serving it to kumail like fine his yeah spit, sure. not his piss uh, his spit sorry <laughs> i don't know what i thought piss but yeah like i agree like some moments just went on a little too long humor wise and i think mm -hmm. not every movie needs the humor and i think that's why some people sometimes unfairly put thor the dark world in like the worst category and i do too but not for reasons why some others do and some others because it's just not as funny and that's why they prefer like Ragnarok and I still prefer Ragnarok, but I think like the dark world, it didn't need the humor, you know, like I don't mm -hmm. think every movie needs the humor. And I don't think it should be criticized because it doesn't have humor, you know? Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I just Any totally other, yeah. could have done without him. Like, why was he there? He no, included, I'm... I feel like I get, I get what you're saying. Like he included like an element of like, this is like, a human's point of view and like I felt like his strongest moment in the film was when they kind of all decided that they weren't going to take on the celestial and they were just going to let you know the fate of the universe like mm -hmm. do run its course and he was just kind of like you know what thank you guys like it's been a pleasure knowing you and 
you know, like take care kind of thing, because like, you're all going to be going on to your next adventure and I'm going to be the human left on earth. And I thought that that had a strong impact that moment, but it was just, I thought it was just so Mm -hmm. random. I was like, I think think also because the stakes are, you know, at the expense of the human population and like, cause they are going to live on no matter what it's, it's really Mm -hmm. the human population. And that's what was honestly interesting too, with also Kit Harrington's character, um, who we'll talk about a little bit more, uh, when we talk about the post credits, but like <laughs> seeing how like that element of like, oh, I'm in this love triangle with someone who is uh, eternal and someone who is this mortal person that like uh, the dilemma of do I save this or that is not necessarily like these masses, but for her, for Cersei's character, it's like, am I choosing him or him? Basically, like kind of mm. like the similarity in the parallel there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that love triangle too. Like I honestly feel like Marvel doesn't have the best track record with their superhero love romances. I think Wanda sure. and Vision are probably the best. I mean, every other great relationship is usually someone who's super and non-super, like Pepper and Tony and, you know, uh, Doctor Strange and his girl. Like, I, I think, you know, they tried it with Hulk and Black Widow, and I liked it, but a lot of people didn't. Mm. Um, so I like how they tried it now with, like, Richard Madden's character and Gemma Chan's character. Um, what did you feel about that relationship and also just the villain turn for Richard Madden? And then after that the resolution with that and sprite the uh plot twist i did not see coming at all yeah, i had no idea that he was going to be like the bad guy at the end i was totally anticipating it on it being um either angelina jolie which mm-hmm. i totally thought with that whole thing with uh Thino was like a total red herring um, okay yeah and or selma hayek's character ajax i totally thought that like she was going to be like the big baddie in the end right. um and oh the fact that it was him just like broke my heart because here i am thinking i'm like this guy's gonna be the next not like the next cap but like the next cap and like the most liberal of senses like the next like you know like team leader like type to like kind of like what chris pratt began with guardians he was like another face of this franchise when guardians joined for sure yeah totally and then he just totally became the bad guy and i was literally like because the entire time you're you're wondering like what why didn't like where did he go why they got married him and and cersei Mm -hmm. cersei um they literally got married they have this centuries-long relationship and now all of a sudden like they like one day he just stopped and stopped coming and and never saw her again so i'm like the whole time you're wondering like what did he do what did he do and it's because he did like the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. and uh i like the uh yeah but what i was gonna say also is that like i think the way they resolved those characters afterward though I think it might've been a little rushed, but I really liked that turn because the whole movie, I was like, I'm not really a fan of Sprite. And then she decides to go with him and I'm like, Oh, come on, stupid little kid. But then Mm. they have that really beautiful moment afterwards where she's like, like, I never got to grow up. I never got to have what you guys had. I was always this little kid stuck in this little kid's body. Um, but mm-hmm. still living forever, you know, and it's kind of like funny because Kumail earlier Kingo is saying like, "Oh, you're Tinkerbell, you're Tinkerbell, that's your Peter Pan Wendy," but it, really, she's Peter. Mm-hmm. Really, she's Peter. She's the one who can't grow up and like almost kind of embraces it, but also resents it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really, really nice. And I, I know you saw me crying, but that moment where she's like, "I'm gonna let you live as a, as a real girl and like, yeah, live, grow up and like." you will die an old woman in your bed, but you will live. And yeah. it's like, wow, this girl has been eternal, but she hasn't lived. And I'm like, oh, like that's deep. That's like, yeah. that's the stuff I loved in this movie. And I do agree with some people saying like two and a half hours, as long as it feels, isn't 
sometimes enough time to tell the story completely fleshed out. You need yeah. to cut some stuff. There are some going to be some characters who are underdeveloped. But like that moment for a character I didn't like for most of the film, and I, I she was the one who made me cry. And I was like, wow. I was like, that's wow. impressive. That's really impressive how that can like happen, you know? And that's I just, liked Sprite. Yeah. I thought it was funky. Literally, yeah. I, I thought she was, you know, like not funky. I meant spunky. I thought right, she was, yeah. you know, this like funky, spunky, like, like preteen. Like, cool, funky, like funky. I also yeah, thought that she was... had like the best outfits. I was like, oh my God, the yeah. wardrobe. So the costume, good. The costumes were great. Um, But yeah, like uh, so many great characters. Um, Kit Harrington, like I said earlier, we know he's already been cast as Black Knight in this franchise, but they said he was going to be introduced in Eternals. And I'm glad they didn't make him like the Black Knight in this movie mm -hmm. because i think that would have just been another element that would have just overshadowed the rest but i like how they kind of like drop some seeds at the end of like oh i should tell you this like my family but then it's like oh we're gonna have to find out another time but then the post credits which we'll get to um right now hints then of him looking at the sword and you think oh this is gonna be like the big like oh he's gonna become the black knight and no instead it's there to introduce another voice and this was someone kelsey didn't realize who it was at first but after i told her we were like oh crap and i liked your theory too but i did check it with chloe zhao's um interview and it was mahershal ali's blade um mm. which is going to be really really interesting and i like that because a lot of the times the movies will try to tie back to what's already been established but i like how this is just kind of teasing at something to come like it's not bringing in the avengers at all it's instead introducing yet another character and then again with the other post-credit scene which has been leaked because of some stupid credit who decided to leak it but the harry styles thing you know that's another thing of like these are new characters now we can like tease for the future rather than being like all right now how is it gonna play with you know hulk and captain marvel kind of like chong chi did and i sure, like that yeah. about the post-credit scene it was just kind of opening even more doors without trying to tie it back to something in the back already so yeah, yeah um what totally. do you think of those post-credit scenes though like what did what do you think so the first one that we got was the one with harry styles where he's so two characters get revealed first we see a troll-like character who we find out is pip and then Harry Styles walks in, mm -hmm. says, hey, so you and your friends are in some big trouble. I know where to find them and I know how I can help you because he's also an Eternal and also confirmed to be Thanos' brother. Yeah. Did you Eros. look at this at all? I oh. did. Oh. Eros, a.k.a. Star Fox is his other mm -hmm. name, um, is the brother of Thanos. He is, I went into my Marvel encyclopedia because I wanted to, you know, know more about him. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot um, except for, the fact that the, he, uh, they said he has a buoyant outlook on life and his powers are strength, like, you know, superhuman strength, yeah. uh, flight, telekinesis. He can make force feels and super weird, super fun, super interesting. Has the power to stimulate the brain's pleasure centers. And they all wonder why they cast Aries. <laughs> So I heard the rumors that Harry Styles was involved mm -hmm. and I had no idea whether or not it was it was true if it was just some like big joke the internet made up just to like you know haha wouldn't it be so funny if like Harry Styles right. was like in the MCU now all of a sudden and he was and honestly like he walked out and I rolled my eyes and the only reason was because I just feel like Harry Styles is like one of the biggest 
like artists in music right now. Like he's literally on his tour. Like all of my TikTok, like my whole for you page is about like the like yeah. the him like reading signs at his concert and like interacting with fans. Like that's, that's literally all over my for you page right mm. now. And I'm not even like I love Harry Styles. I'm not like a huge Harry Styles fan though. Right. Like I listen to you know some of his stuff and like that's he's literally all over my for you page. Like right. he's like <laughs> He might be like the biggest artist in music right now. I, I would say, yeah, and, one of them. Yeah. And I'm just worried that he's just so big. He's so popular. Like he's Harry Styles. Like you are not going to be able to remove the fact that he is Harry Styles in in any of these films. Like it, I'm never going to look at him and like see the character. Like he's he's. I'm going to look at him and be like, what, what's Harry Styles doing here? Like right. you know what I mean. Yeah, that and that's like it's just gonna take me out of it a little bit, mm -hmm. which that's the only thing that bothers yeah. me about this and, casting and, choice. And that's why I hope he is maybe just like a bit part, kind of like Sylvester Stallone was in Guardians too. Like you see him for a scene here and there, but he's not like the main character where you need to like have him as like the main villain of like a franchise or something. Sure. But we'll see. Um, and, and Patton, also like Pat Oswalt as Pip too is another thing you mentioned because like we love Ratatouille, we love Pat Oswalt. Love Pat um, Oswalt. What are you gonna say, Gus? I was just going to say, like, and I didn't see Dunkirk. I don't know if you did, okay. but, like, I, I, did, yeah. I, and I'm like, and that's another thing. I'm like, can this guy act? He can. I guess we're going to find out. He can. Like, he's only in a little bit of Dunkirk, but he, he does make a big splash. Ha ha ha. Because he's one of the soldiers in the, in the water who's drowning. Um, Yeah. No, I, I, I think he's got the chops. He definitely has a star quality, I think, just coming from his performing. Like, he's a performer. He's not just a singer. He's a performer. You know, like, okay. as One Direction, I think they were five good singers, but he has gone on to perform to show he's more than just a singer. He's an sure. entertainment. He's a craft uh, craftsman, all this stuff. Um, so I'm excited. I found oh, out sorry. some some stuff about Pip because yeah. I didn't want to oh, not yeah. include oh, him as well. So Pip is a troll. Um, <laughs> his Some fun fact about him, his brain is located in his chest um, because he someone shoots him in the head and everyone's like, Oh my God, he's going to die in the comics at some point, according to my encyclopedia. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but since his brain is in his chest, he's fine. And so he has the ability to teleport and oh. he claims to be irresistible to women. That's one go. of his superpowers That's listed funny. in the, in the uh, official Marvel encyclopedia. Wow. So you have a brain stimulant, uh, Harry Styles and a, uh, you know, irresistible to women, little Pip. Um, let's talk about just really quickly the other post-credit scene. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the whole Blade um, reveal, uh, the voice reveal of Blade. Um, you thought it was the Watcher, which I thought was a really cool like other idea, which would have been also very cool. And I think maybe sometimes some Marvel people might hear that and be like, "Oh, wait, that would have been cool too." But um, thoughts on this? I mean, this is pretty exciting. I mean, I don't, like I said in the car, I don't know much about the Blade franchise. Right. I don't know about his story or, like, much about him. I honestly didn't even know that, like, Kit Harrington was confirmed as this other character going into this movie. I just mm. knew he was in it. I didn't know what his character right. was, like, at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to look into these guys. Yeah. And I know that we have a Blade movie on the horizon. So that's that's exciting but yeah right. i heard i heard like a rich sultry voice being like are you sure about that and i was like oh my god was that the watcher what's his name right. jonathan wright oh jeffrey wright yeah jeffrey, jeffrey wright uh i totally thought it was him and i was like oh yeah. my god no way did they just tie in what if to this movie i'm literally losing my mind but it's yeah not. no that would have been crazy um i think the only reason why i didn't think it originally was well because i 
I know Mahershala's voice, and I was like, oh, that's Blade. But also mm. because I think this was delayed. Like, it was supposed to come out earlier, so I think it was supposed to come out before What If, and I, I don't know. Um, but it could have been a good way to introduce the Watcher. But either way, like, it's fun, like I said, to kind of open these doors to other characters rather than try to tie it back to anything already in the mm-hmm. MCU. It can kind of, kind of almost, almost stay in its own lane, kind of like Guardians was until it crossed over in Infinity War. Like, I like right. how it could just kind of be that be them um i honestly have some questions about where we ended with this movie deal sure let's let's ask him and let's try to answer them i don't know if we can but we will so at the end icarus literally flies into the sun yeah is he dead i don't think so i think anytime you see a character not completely dead like if you don't see the body if you don't see the corpse it's there's a good chance he'll be back Maybe he'll come back as like this other being or this other thing, but I like to believe he's not gone. But uh, because also he had that growth, he had that moment where he kind of like cried and realized what he had done. But mm. I don't know. And honestly, like for me, that moment too at the end when he kind of let um, Cersei Cersei take take down the celestial and like kind of you know fulfill her mm-hmm. her goals. I feel like in that moment to me, he was like, you know what? Maybe it is better off this way because. They would have woken up then on another planet with their memories erased and their whole relationship would have been erased. Right. So I feel like part of him was like, you know what? I I think I want to keep the memory of of our relationship and this girl with me. So I think I'm just going to let it happen. <laughs> Even um, though he di- dies. But, you know, maybe he doesn't and maybe he's banking on getting that memory or he wanted to leave her with that memory to be like, we did have something good. Definitely. Like a really, really good movie all, all in all. And we haven't talked really about um fastos his character um and his family uh, his, yeah. his family his husband his kid i thought that relationship was great mm-hmm. um also um gilgamesh and and thena's relationship was really really nice and mm-hmm. gilgamesh his death um it's the only real death that we see in sequence um because we see um ajax ajax ajax's body yeah. after she's dead and then yeah. we also see icarus fly to the sun supposedly going off to die but like his death is the real big one, like the pivotal one that everyone's like, oh, wow, like this is real. Um, yeah. And that was heartbreaking because he was, I, I want to get into it in a sec, but he was one of my favorite uh, Eternals for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but way, why don't I take the spoiler ban away so we can discuss, so I can ask you a question, Kels. Okay. Who is your favorite Eternal? <sighs> okay. And this is where I... we'll end on. We'll end on a, on a high note. I have a soft spot for both of these characters. Okay. I don't know if you saw me in the theater, Dill, but like right at the end when they were having their reunion, I was like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, mm-hmm. So Druig, who is played yeah. by, by Barry Keoghan, yep, have a soft spot for him immediately because I feel like yeah. his character, like dealing with the fact that like they were told not to interfere with anything else unless it involved the deviants, like that is totally something that I feel like would be my issue as well. Like right. I would not be able to sit back and watch people like going to war and starving and, mm-hmm. and, you know, like dying for no reason when like I have the power to fix things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I totally related to his character a hundred percent. And I just loved, um, her name was Makari. Oh my God. Like, Kelsey, that is my, fa- she is so my cool. favorite. She is my favorite eternal. She, oh. Makari, the thing yeah. about her is also like, you asked me a question afterwards uh, after the movie of like, well, if they're all supposed to be these perfect beings, why do some of them have like disabilities like Macari? And I, mm-hmm. and I answered you, I was like, well, 
her imperfections are perfections. And I was like, yeah. And she really makes it known too, because she is, I would say, one of the most valuable members too, physically in the fighting. Like she is the reason why they're able to stop Richard Madden and stop Icarus when they are trying to restrain him. Like she is very, very impactful and influential. And I almost hate that mm-hmm. she was the last person they met on their like little tour. Yeah. Yeah, um, I kept. I, I was like, her. "Where's Macari?" Yeah, I wanted yeah. more. Yeah, I really, really liked her. Like her character was great. Um, I mean, and even I like love this. This, I'm sorry, the subtle detail of what they did find her, and she was just speed reading, mm-hmm. and it looked like she had gone through just like hundreds of books and like everything. I was like, yeah. "This is, I love yeah. this." I love and this. I love, I love the actress Lauren Ridloff. Uh, she is uh, in The Walking Dead, or she was in The Walking Dead. She's very good in that, and she was in Sound of Metal, and I loved her in that too. Um, mm. She's just a really, really warm presence. Like you see her smile, and you just immediately connect to her. And yeah. it's all without words. You know, it's all with spoken the the ASL, which I love. Also, I love the representation. Like I just love mm-hmm. the diversity. And I don't think that's the only reason why someone should love it. But I think it really adds to my enjoyment of it because I love just seeing that on screen, especially um, deaf representation. There was a movie that came out earlier this year called Coda. It was a little cheesy at times, but I really, really enjoyed it for kind of the same reasons, because I just love having that culture represented on screen. It's one I'm very passionate about. So um, I just, I really, really love that. So yeah, we both kind of have the same favorite, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, She really stole the show for me. And I think it's because we didn't get too much of her too. So there's still stuff I want to explore with her. Um, And I think my second would be Fastos. I really like him as well. Like I thought Mm. he was a very good, like kind of moral compass almost. Like, yeah, totally. Kind of the whole thing grounded. But I mean, just the stuff with him and his family was very heartwarming, very charming as well. So yeah. that's my, those are my favorite too. Uh, but you really can't go wrong with really any of them except for maybe Icarus because of the stuff he pulls. But yeah. And I, I'm just excited to see like where their relationship goes because like mm-hmm. you kind of see them being like flirty like throughout the film and you're like, yeah. like they even ask like the characters around them are like, is this happening now? Like what's, what's going on? Yeah. And I think that's just kind of like the little subtle nuances. And that that kind of comedy is the stuff that I think came from Chloe Zhao, where it's just kind of like, what's the deal with them? Like, it's like very subtle stuff rather than like, yeah. oh, you're drinking my spit. You know, like, um, like I think that kind of humor is the best because it's kind of like a real family. It's like, wait, what? You two? Like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I just really, really enjoy this movie. I, I get why people don't like it. Like, I do. Because it is so different and it does feel it's length at times for sure for me it didn't but like i could see why it would um and there are so many characters that some characters don't feel like they have their whole arcs but i think that's it's a good you know bouncing off point uh, oh my god can you put the spoiler ban back on because i have i have to bring something up bring it up oh my god we got a steamy little scene on the beach dill we I did like, marble's first sex scene i was like oh my god i i literally i think i i literally looked around i was like what's happening i was like there i was like this is happening right now i was i was ill prepared they're human i mean they're not humans that's not the right thing to say <laughs> but they like they have emotions they have feelings like yeah it's honestly surprising that like the one show that's like focused on a couple and I get he's an Android, but like she gets pregnant, but it's like, because it's like the time passing and the sitcomness of WandaVision. Like it's not even sure, like yeah. they can have that romantic moment, the two of them. And it's like, if you can't give them a sex scene, like I get some people are like, keep sex out of Marvel movies. I'm like, so, so what? Just people just go their whole lives without sex. Like, come on. Like that is what? a very, 
like or or just just romance romance in general you know what i mean yeah like, it's normal for people to do that and like it made yeah. sense and it made you understand why it was such a tough love triangle even though right off the bat i was like yeah i'm team kit harrington but like you can give me a valid case as to why she should pick the other guy too. It's like yeah. Edward and Jacob. Like you gotta understand both sides, even though everyone should clearly be Team Edward. There are gonna be some Team Jacobs out there, and that's okay. You know, I'm Team Jacob to this day. Oh, Kels. I we don't have we don't have to get into all that, but I I am like literally like ten years, I'm twenty years since the franchise has come out. I'm still Team Jacob. It came out in two thousand and eight. Yeah, I was gonna say not twenty, but yeah, like. I just think I like that. Like it, it just kind of shows more of that like humanity for these characters, especially because this is dealing with people who aren't human. Yeah. Um, and it strengthens, I think, Sprite's character too, because she's always been envious of their relationship. She's always been jealous of Cersei, probably mm -hmm. because she has not gotten to grow up. She has not had a romantic encounter with someone like this because mm -hmm. she can't. Because she looks yeah. like a child. Yeah. And that and strengthens the that. The whole beginning when she's trying to like talk, ha just have a casual conversation with this guy at the bar. She's, you know, put on, she's faced herself to look like a grown up version of herself almost. Yeah. And, and she can't even have that because then he can't even touch her because it's all an illusion that she's yeah. put on. Yeah. And that's another thing with uh, Sprite's character that I was like, how are they going to have this girl not age for now so many more movies? But then mm -hmm. they, they solved that issue themselves. Yeah, they solved By like, making her human. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how they kind of like gave let Richard Madden keep his gray a little bit because they're like, we'd rather you just stay a little grayer because he has like a little bit of salt. And pepper. Yeah, he had like a gray like tuft. Yeah, yeah. And I was so like, like, if, I, if I like we that. keep going, like it'll be easier to keep up with you rather than like having to keep dyeing your hair black. Yeah, um, totally. And I gotta say, good job for Kumail. Like I know he didn't have to, but he got in some really cool physical shape for this movie, and he looks mm. he looks it was cool with the big muscles, Kumail. Nice job. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like I think it would be fun in the future to just kind of like do an episode where we just rank the characters in Eternals because there's so many and they're so new to us. Because we've already done the bracket with all the other characters. I'm like, but we haven't talked about these characters. Maybe we could do a, just like a ranking video of these characters because there are a lot of great characters to talk about and people that we might not necessarily like, but we like their arcs or vice versa. So and we haven't really talked about her enough, but she's just so she's just like stunning in everything that she does. Like Angelina Jolie, like yeah. She doesn't like she doesn't miss. She yeah. understands the assignment every single time. Mm -hmm. Like I, mean, I that just might be, that might just be your Maleficent bias, but I'm I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That, no, because I just I had just watched Maleficent because I was doing character research for my for Halloween. Halloween costume. And even like they're they're not they're not similar characters, but you can totally like see like someone like a less like seasoned mm -hmm. actor a lesser actor like playing them similarly and she totally doesn't i don't think she does mm -hmm. anything similarly because yeah. she's just totally like i think she she's great. gets she gets a bad rep for almost being like just a, just another pretty face or something but she's like just like like when i said stunning like i meant like her acting is just like well like excellent but you know what both. i mean but, but like, no she's also like gorgeous she's also she like gorgeous. the most beautiful person i think on she's the planet She's probably one of those people that, like, if you saw her age to her, like, beauty ratio, you'd be very, very shocked. <laughs> like, like, no, just, yeah, for it sure. doesn't match up her age like, and her beauty. I just, I, I loved her character. I loved, I loved Thena, too. I thought she was a badass. Yeah. She had her own internal struggle, like, mm -hmm. happening the entire time. Like, yeah. 
I would oh, like a little bit more of good. her, but like, yeah, I like yeah. her a lot. But yeah, it'd be fun in the future to talk about all these Eternals and like at length with like them as characters, um, because we're gonna get more of them because like all Marvel movies, they will return. Um, so I'm very excited. Eternals for that. will return. Yeah. Any, la- any last thoughts, Kels? Or are we? We're just very happy to recommend it because we, if we were certified Rotten Tomato critics, we would help try to boost that score a little bit higher because I think it doesn't deserve to be known as the worst. Um, even though it's a different rating system, it's not based on actual score, but rather just percentage of people who liked it. Yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of stuff about Rotten Tomatoes that I don't love, but stuff I do mm-hmm. love about it too. But um, I don't think it should be the worst MCU movie for sure. I, I, I gotta say, I'm just like, I'm excited to rewatch this one. I'm excited to get mm-hmm. added to the Disney plus, yeah. uh, the Disney plus. So I can, you know, yeah. I believe spend we're getting an, spend an evening with it. I believe we're getting Shang Chi this week, maybe or soon. Um, I, I don't know. Black Widow's already up there, but like, yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to watch it too, and I think this honestly might be more fun to rewatch than something like Shang Chi or Black Widow because, like you said, it's so different. It's not like you know, I, I you know, it's not like the same spoon of the same ice cream. You know, it's it's a froyo. It's like it's a oh, different flavor. Yeah, we have a different not even flavor. A different like I, I think Shang Chi is a different flavor of ice cream. I think this is okay. Like, I think this is like froyo. Like this okay. is a, like another type of treat, yeah. Entirely, um, totally. And and for some people, it might it, you know they might not like the fruit, they might like the ice cream. That's fine, um, mm. you know. And and then some people just all they want is Avengers Endgame. They want the banana split, and that's fine too. Um, however, you consume your MCU, we hope you do it civilly and enjoy it uh, and respect other people's opinions because this movie is divisive. Um, but we recommend it, Kelsey. Next week we have a very exciting show. Because we are going to be talking about some divisive takes, some hot takes, if you will. And we will be eating hot wings. Sponsored, not really sponsored, but sponsored by Wingstop. So, Kelsey, I cannot wait to see what happens next week. You can find me on Instagram, Kelsey A. Kilpatrick. You could follow me on TikTok at cause13, that's K-O-Z-13. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Cause Productions. That's right. You can find me at Dylan underscore Redazzo on Twitter, at Dylan Redazzo 417 on TikTok, and the Dill Pickle Movie Network. If you're watching on video, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a subscribe. Please keep growing. My goal by the end of the year is to double my 100 to 200, which we're on track to almost do. And then my goal by the end of 2022 is to t- times 10 that 100 to 1,000 by the end of 2022. Like That's like my big goal. Um, I'm hoping... Y'all are along for the ride. Uh, if you're listening on podcast, please give us a five-star um, review or just a nice little written review would be nice. I do want to shout out someone who left us a review on uh, one of our podcasts. Um, this was from, I believe, uh, Derek Daniel. Uh, they said, have you ever wanted a podcast for Marvel content and humor? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Love, Kelsey and Dylan. So Aww. thank you so much, Derek. Um, thank we you. We really, really appreciate that. That was um, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Like, we really, really appreciate the kind words, and we're glad people are enjoying the stuff and um, want to keep listening to us. So if you want to keep listening to us, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, and if you didn't like Eternals, we're sorry, but please be nice in the comments. <laughs> and if you liked Eternals, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time for some Marvel hot takes. See you later. Bye, Kelsey.